We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy. Along with my good buddy Daniel Cooser, oh. fresh off a plane from Austin, Texas. What is going on, my friend? Dude, life, things are things are fine. I mean, not with the team, but fine with me. Life, <laughs> life is good, bud. Had a fun little trip to Austin. Hope to tell you guys all about it. And uh, yeah, happy to be here doing this with you. Yeah, it looked like a fun trip, except for the part where we, you know, played pretty terrible in the field. But other than rough. that. <laughs> I mean, Austin's not very good either, right? So even watching both well, sides, it was like, all yeah. right, what's happening here? <laughs> Neither team played particularly well. Austin in the yeah. table is much better than we are. But, yeah. um, of course, then we had the RSL game that happened even before the Austin game to talk about. Lionel Messi is now in Major League Soccer, and that was a whole debacle. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's now in his feelings about Major League Soccer and the Saudi League. So there's a, there's a lot to talk about this episode. Well, I'm so. excited to get to it, man. Very excited. Uh, before we get to it, we did have a new review slash updated review, I guess. I'm not sure if it's technically new or, or, or what you want to call it, but uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and read this one because yeah. you might know the person. It's just, it's weird. You know, you, you think you think you know someone, but uh, you really don't. <laughs> you don't know them at all. Uh, no, apparently, uh, M. Kuzer says, uh, what's going to happen? And, and uh, says I left a review after the very first episode because I'm a good supportive wife, but just listening <laughs> and reflecting on how far this pod has come since then. Love y'all. Hashtag no other pod. Hashtag teal boys. Look at that. It's, uh, that's nice for, uh, clearly I'm biased a little bit, but, uh, you know, she means that we've come a long way, buddy. We have it's been many years from having a, uh, you know, no, no chair in my studio apartment and I have to set the laptop <laughs> on my beanbag and you get double chin coos all night, you know, and Marissa's sitting in the closet with the dog. Yeah. And I got you on, I got you on the phone <laughs> over here, but on uh, the computer over janky. here. <laughs> it used to be so, yeah, we used to, I forgot. We used to record 
talking on on the phone like a phone call while recording our own audio it was weird i don't know why we did that but it worked and when it works you just go with it yeah yeah it was fun and you know obviously now we have actual producers that work with us nick's been great uh but we used to joke before we were with kcsn in the early days that marissa was our producer because she'd be giving us feedback every week she'd be like this was good this wasn't this could be better (laughs) i heard it from the closet (laughs) (laughs) live reaction live studio audience very funny uh, Man, cool, we, dude, we got uh, so we went down to Austin this weekend, a mm-hmm. uh, little anniversary trip for us. So kind of cool, but uh, great, great area. It's a I cool mean, city, up and, up and coming area city. Spent a little time at the Capitol. Um, that's a good, informative, air conditioned place. Yep, for uh, sure. And, and it was 105 literally every day, yeah. uh, nonstop. So I'm like, wow, do you guys have a fucking cloud <laughs> no cloud bro yeah. you just got to get to one one place to the next so yeah meanwhile back here we were having storms that were the worst possible storm in years in the metro i almost didn't make it to the airport everyone's going 40 mile an hour on the turnpike on friday and i'm like you know gripping my steering wheel shaking yeah. out my hands because i'm cramping up <laughs> i mean you're lucky you got out i guess but yeah it passed right. over in time. Right. Just a 30-minute delay uh, at the airport. Wasn't bad. That's wild. No, Austin's <laughs> a fun city. I'm glad you got to go. I've only been there once. It was for a USC-Texas football game. I haven't been down yeah. since uh, Austin FC scored, but it's a fun area. It's a good place uh, to go. So The, uh, you know, yeah, the stadium or the university is right there, like mm-hmm. by downtown. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of wild. Yeah. But their food, man. I mean, if you want to hit up a good Mexican food area, Oh yeah, like I was all about it, man. Hit, uh, the breakfast tacos. Oh, lunch, breakfast tacos! You know, I love breakfast tacos. A little They're tofu so action in there, but it's uh, you know, clearly we're foodies and we like to try all the vegan stuff. But we also went down there to for this game. Mm-hmm. And what were we feeling about this game? Like last last week, what did we say? Well, we didn't actually talk a ton about this game because we spent so much time talking about the RSL game because that was the home game, which that game was a disappointment. We'll talk about that too. But, I mean, we kind of talked that Austin, and it got even worse after the RSL draw, we were kind of feeling that Austin might turn into a must-win, depending on what happens in the RSL game, and that we kind of need to steal a game or two on the road. And since Austin was, you know, at the time, only a handful of points ahead of us, yeah, it was kind of a big swing if we could go down there on the road and steal three points. And obviously that didn't happen. Well, I know RSL, you know, that's the first game, but I think while I'm fresh, I want to talk about this this Austin game. It just feels yeah. more it feels more recent, right? Doesn't it? It feels on the tip of your brain a little more. Yeah, it was I wasn't gonna spend a ton of time talking about the RSL game, um, particularly because you and I missed basically watching live the uh yeah. the two sporting goals because we were getting down getting ready for the media game, which uh you know, that was that was its own oh. experience. We'll get, we should get some reactions to that, by the way. We will. So we met, I mean, Shadow, we had a good goal that Johnny Russell assisted on. Um, then Johnny Russell himself scored a good goal and it was 2-0. And then uh, right after the half starts, RSL pulls one back. You're like, okay, not great. And then there's the questionable call. Uh, there's so much in this episode. I'm just kind of flying through them. Uh, there's a yeah. questionable call in, what was it, like the 70-some-odd minute um, with, with Danny Rosero where – uh, he kind of misplays 72nd minute where Julio kind of just bodies him the hell off the ball and then goes one-on-one and, and puts it past Kendall for the, the equalizing goal. And, and there was a lot of controversy about that call. And he just kind of left again. And like, Oh, a home draw. It's not going to cut it. And it put that much more pressure on the Austin game. Hmm. So I don't know. 
that's uh, was... that was kind of the whirlwind. I mean, did I, you and I never really talked about it? I guess my only question for you about this game is, what did you think of the no foul on Julio when he kind of bodied Danny Rosero off the ball and ultimately scored the equalizer? I don't know, man. I, I hate that. I hate that Rosero got pushed or, you know, that he fell down. I mean, mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of times when the big guy goes, it, it almost looked easy, but I know it wasn't like something happened, caught him off balance. It, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Cause you know, pro cont- continues to be consistently inconsistent. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's just what it is. I, they, they all suck, dude. They, they yeah. all suck. Everyone. <laughs> why, why is that the most hated job ever? It's so hard. I mean, there have been some pretty angry chants in Children's Mercy Park this year, mostly directed at the club or at Peter. Yeah. Um, that was the loudest chant, angry chant I've heard this year that was directed at a specific referee. Right. It, it just was turned ref, into you like suck, a right? ref, you suck stadium wide. And it happened again after the game ended. If this, okay, we're proving <laughs> why we're proving why Children's Mercy Park is kind of a family environment because normally it would be fuck you refs that's the chant but it's they did refs you suck and it's like what a family place we have here i love it for the most part yeah i mean unless people are fighting in stands which you've witnessed before but we've seen some choking yes yeah it's (laughs) um it was just you know i was okay with the no call and you can read my thoughts on twitter i've explained why i thought it was live i thought it was shoulder to shoulder he got ball pretty clearly even though that's not a you know get out of jail free card Um, If you slow it down, you know, real slow, it looks a little bit more questionable, but it is what it is. It just, it sucks that the talking point coming out of a game where sporting went up 2-0 real fast, we're flying high, looked real good. And you're like, okay, this is what they need to do if they're going to make the playoffs. Turned into questions about the ref, not so much the questionable defending again, which comes back in the Austin game. Uh, Just, I don't know. And then before the Austin game, I text you and we saw the lineup and I was like, ah, this isn't, this isn't happening. I so. felt good about it. I, I tried to be optimistic. Right. I mean, it just felt kind of like, what, what's the big change? Polito's on the bench and I, I trust Johnny's and <laughs> it is what it is. Right. But yeah. And then and when I, you're, huh? I, don't know. I was just gonna say, I get the logic, what Peter was doing. I mean, it was, it was hot on Wednesday night, there were, there were storms Wednesday night. Yeah. We were lucky it wasn't delayed. And now this is the third game of the week. So he's thinking rotation. It's a hundred degrees. And... He managed minutes, dude. He, he knew what he was doing by bringing Allen and Johnny in at the half, you know? Sure. You, you hope. And I, I guess this is the strategy when you, when you have a, a striker who's starting his first career MLS game in Austin and a must win game, I'd called it. Um, and then you have Johnny, who's been good, but like, isn't a particular goal scoring threat um who who was in there um and then you know there was a, a little bit who was the third one that rotated it was Rodoya back in I don't remember there was a there was a change yep. in the midfield I think um but you're really relying on a front line of Shallowy, Afrifa and Janice at least hoping to get you to the half level um and then you bring on Polito and Johnny Russell the big guns and see what happens and Silly mistakes again, man. This defense is just killing me. It's not great. I mean, I I give Danny Rosero a, a, a slight pass that game because of his excellent header of a goal. You know? I mean, yeah. So let's just kind of look at at sort of what happened here. The the um the lineups for for Sporting Kansas City against Austin. Um, it was Shaoli, Afrifa, Tommy, then Voltaire, Rodoya, 
Johnny, well, sorry, MLS soccer has this all weird. Johnny's was in uh, the, the front three, and then the midfield was uh, Voltaire, Rodoya, and Eric Tommy. And then Logan and Denbe, he rotated in at left back instead of Tim Leibold, which scared me a little bit because Leibold's been playing real well with Fontes, Rosario, Davis, and, and Kendall McIntosh. And um, Austin's been good. And, I mean, you tell me, it looks on screen like that's a hell of an environment to go in and try to win because those fans, I mean, it's, it was looked like it's similar to my experience when I went to St. Louis. It's a newer club, but they get up for it, and there's energy. Oh. Yeah, it's a pretty electric environment, bro. Oh, you got a scarf. You had to get the scarf. It's got to go on the wall. I mean, hey, I do it too. I, I have a you St. Know? Louis City scarf because I, I get a scarf everywhere I go. It's a nice one. It's They're nice. Uh, I Dude, I when Austin came in, you know, you, you hate them because they're in your conference. You hate them. But it's like. And their fans were terrible. Sure. And th- their color scheme's great. Their ownership seems like fans are first. Um, Except un- unless they're fans of the Columbus crew, then they'll screw them over to go. Get Correct. <laughs> Correct. But I look at this, how, how things are different now, dude, even all the way to the in stadium, like t- jumbotron board, mm-hmm. which also they only have one. So the supporters group are kind of effed because they, oh, they don't have a screen to watch. Is it behind the supporters? It I is. guess I've never noticed that. So they'd have to turn around. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, throughout the whole game, Fans were shown on and off the screen for like their game enjoyment and reactions and hmm. hype. And I'm like, dude, what good direction by like the in-stadium broadcast fan experience to feature the people who matter. Yeah. Who are the only reason you're there. Yeah. Um, other things. Freaking supporters don't have bleachers. They all have the same chairs. Everyone has. Yeah. Cauldron. Uh, they're like, here, Cauldron, enjoy your bleacher butt. <laughs> you know, I, uh, we know it's going to get wet. Like you get an OM rest. You don't get to sit down. And sh- it's it's great time, dude. They got freaking chairs. Yeah. I mean, the stadium looks gorgeous. You were saying that the food options there were great. Um, they they let vegan, you. They have a whole vegan cart. Vegan cart. That's great. Insane. Um, Lo- had... Local stuff. They had local a lot of local food. stuff. Mm-hmm. Children's Mercy Park is like, uh, we have American barbecue over here. Oh, is that yeah. a restaurant? Well, that's just what it is. <laughs> it's from Aramark or wh- whatever their food vendor is. And, exactly. Yeah. And they let you bring in reusable water bottles. I think it's set up to 30 ounces. Reusable, dude. Not mm-hmm. sealed plastic bottles, you know, reusable. Yeah. Why are we still doing this plastic bottle bullshit? Yeah. And how come, why can't we just bring reusable bottles anyways? Why are we got to wait till it's hot? I, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I know that, you know, previously it was they didn't want you bringing things in because they don't want you throwing stuff on the field. But I think that's not really a problem that exists is bringing yeah. in empty reusable bottles that you can fill with water. Nobody's going to bring in, you know, I mean, somebody maybe, but almost nobody's going to bring in, you know, a $50, you know, Yeti sealed water bottle exactly. to throw on the field. They're going to be like, it's 100 degrees outside. I want to drink some water. And then at the end of the game, you know, they always do like a 20 minute hold for the visitor visiting supporters. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like that. Uh, I, I don't, did you know, a lot of people, you? Oh, they did. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. just left. They're like, we're good. And it's like, bro, it's, uh, it's not Europe. Like this isn't, a, we're fine. We can That's go be thing. cordial with Austin fans. We rode the bus with Austin fans, like big deal. I get it. If like on a match by match scenario, if like, 
like when we were in Chicago, do you remember? And like it got real chippy between some fans, and there was like yelling back and forth in the sections right right next to it and whatnot. Like if after that game they would have been like, just hold on a second, I could get it. Oh, but even yeah. when we when I went to St. Louis, which is supposed to be this like big rivalry, like you know, I'm not gonna lie, everybody in St. Louis was super nice. They were all like, thank you for coming. We're glad you're here. You know, oh, I used to be a sporting fan. Now I'm a St. Louis fan. But, like, we're just glad that we have this rivalry. Now. And, like, they were all very – I went to the freaking St. Louis uh, uh, tailgate wearing my sporting shirt that says Soccer Capital of America. I'm asking for a fight. And they're all just like, have a beer. You want to go down and get tacos? So, oh, my like, goodness. <laughs> it was, they were very accommodating. Fair so, enough, man. That's, I mean, it's, it, was a, it was a good experience overall. Uh, uh, one thing I noticed after the game might be a little frustration here, but only three players came over to the corner to, to thank the visiting, the traveling supporters. Mm. Um, at first it looked like no one was going to. And then I think, uh, I, I remember Johnny and, and someone else, uh, came over. So, well, at least Johnny did as the captain. That's good. I mean, it's let's, let's go through kind of what, what happened in this game. Um, it wasn't a good game for either team. Really. If you look at, um expected goals austin had 1.1 1. 1, um to 0. 0.5 uh for sporting kansas city you know stats wise six shots on target for austin that's some but not a ton three for sporting kansas city um it just i don't know it, it just didn't seem possession was about 50 50 um outside of like a couple of minutes for each team there just wasn't much happening these were two kind of like mediocre teams on the field that day. Yeah. So pretty much just, uh, it is what it is. We're going to go goal by goal as we normally do through this game. I know we kind of blew through the RSL game, but at this point we've all kind of moved on a little bit. It sucks. Another draw at home. That's making it that much harder to make the playoffs. We're going to go goal by goal in the Austin game here in just a minute, but first we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hey, bud. What's up? I forgot I was bringing us back with something fun. <laughs> and I'm uh, telling you, dude, I'm just, I'm out of it. I don't know why. I, I'm awesome. Was, uh, you know, I did a couple of fun escape rooms down there. You were telling me about one yeah. that was particularly kind of interesting. 
Yeah, there, uh, there's, there's some cool stuff down there, man. And one, we told, uh, we told them we were there for our anniversary. And when we escaped one of the rooms, we, uh, that the entire, what am I trying to say? The entire uh, company, the entire store, made an anniversary card for us and like signed oh, wow. it and shit. Like made it and drew on it. And I was like, this is the sweetest goddamn thing in the world. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and, and we stuck around and they would normally give you a 20% discount if you do another game mm-hmm. like that day. Yeah. Uh, they gave us 40%. That's awesome. Like, Done deal. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are big escape room people. I know wherever you go, you, you guys tend to do an escape room. That's kind of cool. That's a cool Dude, little tradition. It can make or break your marriage. And <laughs> it actually, it makes ours because we work well together. But I could definitely see how people would fight. Yeah. And and just be like, no, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to learn to work together and, and it's uh, it can be tough, but. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I've only done two escape rooms, I think, in my time, but. They're both fun. I broke out of yeah. both. So need to do <laughs> there some you go. More. But I had groups of like three or four people every time. I've never done it just with two people. Yeah, two is a little harder, but also you got no one getting in your way, mucking it up. Especially if you're kind of like seasoned vets like us who's done like you a know couple what to look dozen. For. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good times, it's, man. It, it's fun. It's a cool little tradition. Yeah. This um, company, by the way, sorry, I just want to do say it's they're called the Escape Game, and I think they got them all over game. Uh, the U.S. and they're getting one in Kansas City soon. That's cool. I've yeah. only done Breakout KC once, and yeah. I did one in New York. The one in New York was it should have been so cool because I think I told you about this a long time you ago. You, you give them like your phone number and everything, and like in the weeks leading up to it, they start like immersing you in the story where they're like they send you a. a, a secret message it's like a, a you know a video that you're supposed to watch where it's like building the story and 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 you're getting all the way to, and then by the time you get there you're like fully immersed where you're like you're supposed to have done these things ahead of time and then you got there and it was just like oh none of that stuff actually really mattered it was just kind of a normal escape room and i was like ah oh, it felt like such a missed opportunity where like i know they have to make it so that people who don't do the homework or whatever can still have a good time but it felt like i didn't get anything extra for actually doing it oh, and man just that would have been cool but oh well so did you go to sixth street at all like hit up the food trucks or music or anything i mean we were near there but we yeah. didn't really do any of that i mean we got there late on friday and then yesterday we went to uh just called it night you know it's just a quick trip so not yeah. a lot of time for much yeah no i get it austin was cool like i said it, it was a quick trip when i was there too but i'd like to go back that stadium i know before uh before the game i was a little nervous about that lineup, like I said, and you were like, I really don't want to see any of those green lights because it turns the entire freaking place like forest green when they score. Yeah, they do it before the game too, like during roster announcements, I think. But uh, for goals, yeah, it goes, it's like a greenish black. And I'm like, eh, it's pretty cool. And it's not, I don't think it's strobe lights, so that's good. Yeah. I think I had wondered it that they did strobes. And I'm like, Oosh, but I don't think they did. St. Louis does something similar with red which was kind of cool. But did you find that um, the chants that they were doing, were they just kind of like the same old recycled chants you hear in a lot of stadiums or, or were you paying enough attention to know if they had like their own unique chants? No, bro. At one point, their whole drum section and brass, they started playing like an actual song. <laughs> yeah. It was some Latin song, dude. Uh, I, I don't want to sing it right now. I don't yeah, no, it's okay. I, I, I That's kind of cool have... <laughs> though. They have brass there. I know we occasionally have a trombone at, at children's Mercy yeah. park, but but they were like in it. I was like, whoa, they learned this song and now it's a band and everyone's chanting the lyrics. 
uh, it was pretty neat. It's we, pretty dude, cool. I, here's something for you. You know, I don't know who did this, but I'm putting them on blast. When you request away game tickets from Sporting, mm-hmm. you are told if you are caught selling these, which I don't know how they would ever catch you because it's like a scare tactic, right? But if you're caught selling them, who's going to take this chance? It's dumb. Uh, that you lose the right to f- get them in the future. Like mm-hmm. You'll lose that right. And behind us, I heard someone talking about how like their brother is a season ticket holder and got the tickets for them. Hmm. And did they sell them? I, it's it's gray well, area, right? Yeah, and if they just gave them to a family member, that's fine. Another Okay, another thing. There was a guy and his three girls, all Austin FC people, sitting right in the middle of the supporters group. That's weird. And I'm like, okay, so someone... Someone, you know, sold these tickets. I'm surprised they didn't actually, because there's usually, a, if if there's enough play or people who go, how many sporting fans were there? Do you know that went? Oh, in? I don't know. 30 to 30 to 50, maybe? Okay. I don't well, know. If there's more than 30, I would guess they probably send a team representative to at least be there with the supporters. So I'm kind of surprised yeah. that they didn't be like, hey, we're not going to take your tickets away from you, but like, let's move you out of the middle of the visitor team supporting section well, they were annoying everyone has a big old hard on for the goalkeeper stuver yeah you they hear flash... every time he makes a freaking save stew. yes they flash stew on the screen and it's not making a freaking save he's like catching a routine rolling ball <laughs> and everyone goes stew and i'm like shut up he's just he just caught the ball there was no save kindle mcintosh is on the other end standing on his head blocking point blank headers and yeah. Stuver catches a roller and everyone's like Stu I'm so pissed off I think the thing though that like I'm noticing and and this is we are going to get to the game but like we got a couple emails and you know Brent Lopez I appreciate you for sending the email he sent a little a really long one that I'm not going to be able to read um I'll read the first two sentences first two lines I guess from his email he goes must win games for SKC to make the playoffs Austin FC July 15th well, sorry, Brent. That didn't happen. So I guess that that's you know that's that. He he lays out his whole reasoning and everything, and and it's a very well crafted email and um, talking about you know why he feels the way he does about Vermees and Macintosh versus Pulse Camp and everything. Um, but I what I'm noticing, and whether Sporting wants to admit it or not, it feels like the club is starting to get lapped by expansion teams, both with the excitement that they can build around the team, which I know sporting is at a disadvantage because they've been around for, you know, 27 years and these teams are new. So they have a leg up in terms of facilities. Children's mercy park is no longer the standard across the league in terms of soccer specific stadiums. And now the, the, the beacon that they always had was, but the product on the field is good. The product on the field is entertaining and that's not the case this year. So, it feels like the Austins, the Charlottes, the Atlantas, the, the the St. Louises are lapping Sporting Kansas City and the club. We kind of started the year this way, but it feels like they're kind of at a crossroads now of like, how are we going to course correct? Or is this just going to be the identity of the club going forward? And I'm not trying to be dramatic, but this kind of feels that way. Man, I still think, you know, obviously it's weird to think that they can still make the playoffs. Like it's, you know, everyone. Yeah everyone gets in it seems and it's uh it's weird to think that but it's still possible mm-hmm. it is i mean even after the, the austin loss if you look at the western conference standing sporting is three points out of a playoff spot but the big old giant asterisk with that is 
Sporting is the only team in the Western Conference that's played 25 games. Houston, who's three points ahead of them, have played two fewer games, 23. Dallas, 23 games. And then Vancouver, who is uh, now five points ahead of, of Sporting, have played three fewer games. So uh, this we got is, nine games left? Um, we have played 26 games, so there's eight games left. So this is becoming very difficult for Sporting Kansas City to actually pull off. Um, and if you look at the way the goals were scored in, in the Austin game, they're just silly defensive errors that really shouldn't happen. Jossie Zardis, he scored in the, the 17th minute, and he's just running down into the box, and he's just it's just poor defending by um, Fontas, who just lets Zardis go, and he gets a free header. McIntosh can't grab it. And then, again, since Fontas is all turned around, Zardis just hits it home. Um, Really, really poor defending by Andrea Fontes and Logan and Denbe doesn't step up to help him. I feel like this is the refrain of the year. Silly positional mental mistakes from the back line. It's kind of it, man. I, I just, if there's anything just as consistent as the refs, it's our back line. Mm-hmm. It's It sucks. Um, and at least you're thinking, okay, well, 1-0, you know, don't do it again. And, and it's fine. Well, not two minutes later, um, Ethan Finley, gets a wide open shot. And again, I don't really know what the defense is doing. Andre Fontes tried some weird like scorpion, not scorpion, like overhead kick. And I'm not really sure why he did it that way instead of just trying to clear it with his head. But Finley gets wide open. Logan and Denbe is nowhere to be found. Again, silly mental mistakes, positional errors of the back line. Peter Vermees was furious at the back line after this game. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, 2-0 in the 19th minute. Um, I wasn't going to turn off the game because I have a real hard time turning off games and we do a podcast. I want to make sure I watch the whole game for Were people turning off the game, it. man. At that point, I was so frustrated that like, if I were a casual fan, I might've just turned it. Huh? We're just like, what are we doing? Two goals that stupid, that fast. There uh, was, was a moment when I thought like, you know, okay, this it kind of sucks being here right now, but I'll just, Enjoy the atmosphere. Let these little girls behind me piss me off. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they tried to photobomb us one time, dude. We tried to take a selfie. That's I was annoying. like, I will fuck you up. I was so mad. The uh, the one time that, um, not the one time, but the last two times I've gone to uh, an away game for USC football, I spent a bunch of money to go watch USC play Alabama in Dallas, Texas uh, back in 2016. How was uh, that? Yeah, USC lost 52 to 6. Um, and then <laughs> I remember sitting up there. I had spent like $200 on these tickets. And I remember sitting up there on the friggin' like second to last row of Jerry World. I'm, I'm, you know how high up that goddamn oh, yeah. video screen is? I was literally level with it. I was eye level with that freaking huge video screen, just watching little ants run around on the field and this giant TV in front of me. Um, and then I thought it, you know, wise two years later to be like, Oh, it went so well last time. I'm going to go down to Austin and watch USC play Texas. They went up 14 zero to start that game. I was like, Oh, this is great. And then they lost 37, 14. So I have bad <laughs> luck when I go on the road to watch my teams play. Yeah, that sounds bad. So I get but it. That's not true. We went to LA last year, right? That was fun. And, uh, and they, they sporting, well, they drew, right? They drew, but it was a good draw. Yeah. We were happy. So, uh, that was nice. That game was also hot as hell. 
That felt like a win. Uh, dude. That was the game where least... Pulse Camp just uh, brick walled Chicharito yes. and tried the Panenka. That game was not as hot as Austin this time, bro. 105 yeah. is crazy. With heat index at like 115 or whatever. Oh, yeah. it's It was wild. But um, it was straight sun. I was like, I am bacon and there's no clouds at all. I'm like, this is you guys got a weird, weird place. And apparently that's a phrase. <laughs> Keep Austin weird. That's the thing. Yeah. It's guess. Austin and Portland that kind of have that like weird motto vibe. I don't know why I thought no. you didn't know that when you texted me. No, it's all good. You're you you were trying to make a joke and I was like, actually, it's uh <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> if you didn't know it's their tourism motto, keep it's Austin their, weird. Look, here's a picture I took in front of it. <laughs> uh Austin goes up 2-0. P flush super frustrated. Uh, and then 32nd minute, Danny Rosero off of a corner kick, pulls Boom. one back. He was wide the hell open. I don't know I what Austin it. was doing, talking about poor defending, but I've never seen a man so like wide open with a full steam, a uh, full head of steam going forward. I mean, there was no way he wasn't going to score that one. I haven't watched the highlights yet. Did did Stuver get a hand on that? Uh, I think so because he hit it right at Stuver, but it was with yeah. so much power that there was no way he was going to stop it. I love that. I love it. So, but Danny then... Rosero is an interesting player, man. He'll have some things happen to him, <sighs> and then it's like actually this dude's kind of quality. I mean, he's got flashes of quality, and then he's got oh, yeah. flashes of like what he did against RSL, where whether you think it's a foul or not, it was a boneheaded play. He did. He, yeah. he, he had Kendall to pass back to all day, and he just held it too long. And he's been flirting with disaster all season long. I mean, these like questionable decisions to hold onto the ball just a little too long. Um, I don't know. After the game, Peter Vermees, just some of his quotes uh, I'm disappointed. The two goals we gave up in the first half put us in a hole. Obviously, we had a plan to try to keep ourselves in the game in the first half. It would have been nice to even uh, have been even or ahead at halftime and then have the chance to bring on quite a few guys. Um, I think we had the right idea. We just put ourselves in a hole. And then about the two goals, he goes, um, they are easily avoidable. You can defend them very easy. My frustration is just our lack of recognition because it's something that from a preparation perspective we talked about. It's a big part of their game serving their ball, cutting back, and serving the ball, which they did. And for us to not be attentive to that after our preparation, that's where the disappointment is. So, he's I mean, he's pretty frustrated. Um, and then, yeah, he, he kind of even went after McIntosh a little bit, but he also said, I'm not going to sit here and talk about a goalie change. Um, so, I don't know that we're actually going to get that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what about uh... – Stephen Afrifa getting his stra- his uh his start, huh? I mean, he got a start, but like he didn't do much. And uh, he almost did much. I mean, right of what the first two minutes of the game. That was crazy. He he blocked Stuver, who held it. I mean, if he would have redirected that ball in instead of blocking it just out for a goal kick, I mean, it was a totally different ball game we're talking about. Oh but yeah, dude, no kidding. It's uh so I mean that was about all he did, and you can't blame him because. It's not much that um, you can ask for a rookie going down in an environment like that, but I don't know. It's just really frustrating. Felipe Gutierrez made his first reappearance after re-signing with the club, but you know uh, that didn't. Peter Vermees got a yellow card. What was that about? When did he get a yellow card? Uh, for dissent in the 96 plus minute. Oh, after the oh. game. Oh yeah, I think he was mad about. Uh... That there wasn't much stoppage time. Like first it blew half had it like right at the you know end of yeah. the five minutes or whatever. First half had like ten, 
and the second half was five, and it clearly probably should have had ten also. Yeah. When you throw in those water breaks and stuff, dude, and then water everything breaks, else. subs, everything, yeah. But it, uh, so Peter was pissed, so. Yeah. Big whoops. It's, it's tough. Um, so, yeah, now, I mean, we talked about where the standings are. There's eight games left. If you look at who Sporting has remaining, uh, they have uh, San Jose, who is above them in the standing, so that's good. Um, St. Louis, who's way above them in the standing, obviously. Then on the road to Miami with Lionel Messi, maybe, who might be with Argentina. That game should be winnable, but you, you don't really know what Miami's going to look like. Then you have back home again, or no, then you play Minnesota, who's just above you. Then you go back home for two games, Nashville and Houston, both above you. On the road again to St. Louis, and then Salt Lake and Minnesota. They can make up points on teams above them, but a lot of these teams are very good. Nashville's very good. St. Louis twice, they're very good. You don't know how uh, Miami will be with Messi and Busquets now. Minnesota's decent. I mean, this is this is a an uphill battle for Sporting KC right now, and it's uh, probably um, it's going to make it very difficult to to make it into the playoffs. Dude, I mean, story of our life. You know, uh, that's how it's that's how it's been all year. So why not? Why not st- stay uh, complacent here? <laughs> yeah. So now we don't have uh, we don't have an MLS game to talk about for for almost a month. Um, we do have Leagues Cup to talk about, so we'll talk about that uh, in a few minutes. But uh, before we talk about Leagues Cup, let's go ahead and take our second break, and uh, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hey, buddy. Do you... Uh, <laughs> do, I, 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 I need to watch more SKC, too. Yeah. I think that when I see like the recaps and stuff, because you're going to see some young SKC kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where Pulse Camp was. Caden Pierre. Like eight sporting KC players started for them last game. Castellanos, Rendov, Cisneros, Duke. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell of a time, man. I just, it's right down the road in Lawrence. So I wonder if people are going. Yeah. No, that'd be cool. It's a little bit more of a drive for me to get from Lee Summit to Lawrence. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, hey, I hope they're reaching out to the college kids and trying to do something with them or the local schools around, get some crowds out there. It'd be kind of cool. Well, what's also cool is that they, uh, well, don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> That's travel brain for you. Wow, bro. <laughs> Lost that real fast. Well, before uh, before we lose it too much, because it was so long ago, we didn't really talk about the media game. And it was your first Sporting KC media game to play in. We were on different teams. You were on the victorious team. I was on the the losing team, unfortunately. Uh, it, you know, we, we at least got to hang out before the game. And, and even though we weren't on the field together, we got to talk a little bit after the game, but what was your overall feeling of, of the sport and KC media game? Uh, well, my overall feeling is that there's a lot of people that take it a little too seriously. Is that fair to say? <laughs> there are definitely some players that want to relive their glory days in the media game. feels pretty weird. Pretty weird. Uh, you know, don't expect to get the ball because there's some people there that are going to, just take it and go because this is their time to shine for some reason. And just made me giggle. Uh, also hot as balls, bro. What a time. I mean, what, so hot. media games, you got to do those in April or, or <laughs> October, right? Just right yeah. there in those seasons. But uh, it was fun. You know, I still felt hurt 
for two days afterwards after those eight and a half minutes but that's okay running around and everything yeah yeah i just don't do that uh and you were kind of playing i would call it like a midfield winger type role if you can have positions and 18 players and one team are on the field at the same time you were running up and down the field though calling for the ball you're in good positions i was in good positions but that's where you know people aren't looking to pass this ain't a passing game no Uh, but also uh uh it, that's I I don't want to play defense because I never like to be the f- last person yeah. and I don't want to play forward because I don't want to be relied on for all the goals. Right. So if I'm in midfield, I do a little bit of both. If you score, it's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I was hanging back playing defense. I kind of was up more in the midfield to start, but then we let up two goals real fast. And I was like, okay, the only person that was playing defense back there was Thad. And I was like, I can't leave Thad to be a one man back line. So we became a two man back line. And, I can't uh, believe you had no one else that would get back there. That's insane. And I felt bad. Aaron Ladd was our goalkeeper. And look, shout out to Aaron, but he apparently didn't know the rules of how goalkeeping worked because he very first play, he picked the ball up outside the box, and that led to the free kick. That was the first goal. And uh, I, I don't know. It, just, it was rough from the beginning. Tell me you don't cover soccer without telling me you don't cover soccer. Which is funny because Aaron actually goes relatively often to the game. Yeah. Like he's there pretty often. I was like, buddy, what do you do? It was uh it was rough. But um <laughs> I did have I, I will be able to say, even though we lost three one, I blocked a Super Bowl champion. You blocked a Super Bowl champion shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. I did. And, I couldn't and clear then... it because I'd have, have no left foot, but Garrick Dieter, and let me tell you what was going through my mind. I was kind of by myself, probably midway between the half line and uh, the the goal line, and I see him get the ball. And he just starts flying. And the first thing that goes through my mind is, holy shit, he's fast. I'm not going to be able to catch him. And I just start booking it as much as I can, kind of backpedaling. And for whatever reason, he cut in. And that is the only reason I had any sort of chance. And I was able to kind of stick a foot out to to block his shot across or whatever it was. So, Too funny, man. And then I, you know what? To hell with Daniel Sperry saying that freaking, that that was Anthony Sherman out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was you not Anthony Sherman who was who was out there with with absolutely Dieter. not. He was wearing was a Sherman wearing jersey, shirt? but I don't know. Whoever it was was like five foot six and didn't have nearly enough muscles. Nearly enough. There's no way, dude. <laughs> like this dude just became normal all of a sudden. That's not how bodies work. No, he was much shorter and, and much smaller than Anthony Sherman. Yeah. But he was good. He played well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So we we're glad that we were able to play in the game. Oh, what? Why? What? What's it like, dude? Press box feels awful (laughs) i walked up there and i was like dude this feels stupid like why is it so quiet up here you know what i mean not allowed to cheer that's insane to me and i know you always offer you're like hey you feel free to come up here with me and i'm like you're out of your mind (laughs) because it's not fun there's nothing fun about that it's i mean we're just you know it's supposed to be like a professional environment so you don't cheer it was a little who's there supposed to be come on it was a little bit worse than normal in terms of like feeling separated from the rest of the stadium because it was so hot. They did have the windows closed. Normally the windows are open. So you have the feel of the atmosphere and the crowd and the noise and the ambiance and everything. But since they were closed, it was like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty standard press box. You can feel it, but you don't get to contribute. No, you don't, but that's wild. It's a, it's a, it's a sacrifice us media types have to make. Us media types. Oh man. (laughs) I don't know what kind of money you're making out here, but I need to get in on it. Not that. (laughs) <laughs> um anyway it was fun maybe next year they'll actually let us be on the same team yeah no. you know that's not all our breath it's, <laughs> i don't know who's making these teams but uh let's get back to talking about sporting if you look at what's next 
it's League's Cup. And Peter says that, um, you know, looking forward to League's Cup, that they're highly motivated. They want to go do the best that they can, and they want to try to win the thing. So the first game is oh, uh, on, on the road in Cincinnati, who just happen to be the Supporter Shield leaders by quite a bit and are on pace to set a new points record in MLS. But so. this isn't this isn't great, dude. We drew like <laughs> we drew like a shitty group, man. We have the worst group. It, it is tough because it's FC Cincinnati who have been fantastic and just got a brand new designated player striker. So awesome, wonderful that's happening. Uh, and then Chivas and Chivas is Alan Polito's old team, and and they're a very good Mexican team. Uh, it is very possible that we are going to lose both of these games. And we're not going to move on because that would mean that we wouldn't win the group. And then I don't know what sporting does because let's just play that scenario out. Then you have 26 days between games and that's yeah. too long if you want to stay fit. So I don't know what they're going to do a lot. I mean, you're going to see a lot of first teamers loan to SKC too, I guess. That's why they want to, you know, take this league's cup seriously. And maybe, maybe they surprise us and they do get out of the group or something. I don't know. I mean, it could be that the hope for Cincinnati as well, maybe they're turning their attention to setting the points record and winning the supporter shield. And they're not trying to go for the league's cup because MLS cup is their target. So maybe they roll out a, a second team essentially. And yeah. uh, Chivas, who knows? You never really know what you're going to get with a, a Liga and Equis team when they come right. play in the States. So it's kind of a crapshoot. But yeah, man, I, I that's another stadium I want to get to though, is uh, FC Cincinnati's. I hear it's a good, yeah, good time. Yeah, the, the TQL Stadium up in Cincy. They got a good group of fans too. I mean, again, all these new soccer-specific stadiums that are getting built around the country are just kind of sporting's got to step up. So, yep. I don't know. Um, we did get another email um, from Alex Brown. I want to read his email real quick. Um, coming out of the Austin game, uh, or I'll read parts of it. After dropping seven points out of a possible nine in crucial stretch of games, uh, Sporting Kansas City find themselves in a troubling position heading into the League's Cup. Um, and then he talks about how the West is so bad that they're only three points out. They could have a very good finish and squeak in. Um, but he goes, but what kind of team would be we be bringing if we did make it into the playoffs? Certainly this club is not top tier in terms of talent or competitiveness, and I don't believe the chances of Kansas City lifting a trophy this year are very high. Um, it would be a shock to me if they made a deep run in the League's Cup or playoffs. I've tried to be positive this season, but it feels very much like we're back in the same form that this team was at the end of April. Alan polito has been great. Outside of that, uh, our aging roster is underperforming. Uh, and we do have one of the three oldest rosters this year by aggregate age and have been on a continuous over the last 10 years upward trend in terms of average aggregate age of lineups. Uh, and, and the only other team that's done that in the way that we have is the New England Revolution. So it's, it's, a, it's a poor trend. But he finishes asking this question. Do you still believe this club is a marquee example of success in the league? Um, what needs to happen to get this club somewhat back to where it was, say, in 2018? What do you want me to say, dude? I mean, it's uh, it seems like many things need to happen, right? Yeah. I feel like, you know, we're prob more than likely going to lose Allen after this year. So oh, now you're wait. searching for a striker again or strikers because who knows where, where your backups land, you know, if you even keep a free flow or anything like that. And you don't know what a guy is going to be like after breaking his leg. Exactly. And your, your defense is going to have to be re retooled or something. I You know, they're all another year older. They're all another year older, and they're also 
uh, Rosero and Fontas are under contract through either 24 or 25, depending on which one you're talking about. So yeah. not, I mean, you'd have to buy them out. They need to probably get better. So, so Peter Ramiz, he goes, they need to get better. They need to get better now. Uh, yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's like, uh, okay, well, how do you do that? Like, I don't, right. I don't know what your plan is, but it's, uh, it doesn't sound easy. It's, it is. T- I mean, he he says SKC seems to play the victim in circumstances like injuries, roster limitations, schedule congestion, but every other club deals with the exact same issues. So, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit before. I don't think they're. I think if you look at their history, yes, they're a marquee example of success in the league. If you look at the last five or six years. No, they're a mediocre team on the field and off the field uh, over that time. Uh, There's no trophies since 2017. Um, They've made it to the Western Conference Finals, I think, twice in that time, but they lost both times. And it's, uh, I mean, we just saw the Messi announcement in Miami and Miami. I know it's Miami versus Kansas City that there are certain advantages to being a place like Miami because you can be the worst team in the league and then sign two of the best players in the world just because you're located in Miami. But sporting have to figure out how to navigate that in modern MLS. And I don't think they've done a great job so far. And I don't know if it's Peter Vermees solely or Brian Bliss or ownership. It's a combination of all of it probably. But they got to figure out something because perception is reality. And right now, the perception amongst a non-negligible portion of the fan base is this club isn't worth it. I saw a tweet from somebody who I know cares a lot about the club, and he goes, I hope Messi is worth my season tickets next year because this club certainly isn't. That's what he said after the Austin game. So they got to figure out something because they're going to lose longtime fans. Yeah, I'm. it's it's, a... I just can't get over how how more than half of them didn't even come greet the traveling fans. Yeah, it's just it's, it's bizarre bad. to me. It's I mean that's a that's a standard thing that teams do. Um, no matter yeah. how poor you play, you go thank the fans who spent their time and money and effort to come follow you, and yeah, that's, that sucks that they didn't. I had a Kyrie Sh- Kyrie Shelton sighting on the way home. Yeah, he was on our uh, our flight home today. Probably maybe stuck around for. Uh, you know, speculate as you want, people. But he he grew up like thirty minutes from Austin, so there's that. Sure. I'm sure that was probably why he was sticking around was to yeah. go visit, especially with like the league's cup coming up. No MLS, he probably got permission. Yeah, friends and fam probably got off. You know, come back Tuesday, we'll start prepping for Saturday. Um, especially after that three game stretch they just had. So yeah, but I, you know, dude, he was like maybe probably maybe the last one to come on the plane, and I started thinking. Like I always board and I save Marissa's seat, and I was like, "What was keeping me from saving him a seat?" So he, <laughs> so he wouldn't have to search for a single one at the very end. I could be like, "Kyrie, I saved you a seat, man." I don't know if you remember me, but thanks for coming on No Other Pod uh, yeah. a year ago or whenever that was. You know, that was fun. Well, you didn't know he was going to be on the plane, otherwise he could have. But yeah, I wasn't for cool. sure. I kind of saw him like in the terminal, and I was like, "Well, it'd be weird to go talk to him." I guess I don't know. We, yeah, it's. He's a private guy a too, man. He, he is. like I made you want to hear something crazy? I thought maybe he would know me. And so he's coming down. <laughs> I can't. He's coming down the plane aisle, and I just go. <laughs> I give him like a what's up nod and open my mouth, and we make eye contact, dead ass eye contact. <laughs> and I'm like, he sees me, and he just goes, just looks away. And I am like, I'm I'm taken aback. 
was like, I thought we were connecting. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole interview conversation. You didn't feel the energy? Uh, like, what the hell? Kyrie. That's a bummer. Should have saved him a seat. But at this point, even if they win League's Cup, that doesn't salvage the disappointment of this season, right? There, there's not enough equity in the League's Cup at this point. It's a new thing. Nobody cares that like people are still going to be mad. There are some real questions, assuming they're not going to make the playoffs. Like we said, there's still hope. There's still mathematical possibilities. We'll be covering it all through then. But if they don't, I mean, there's there's a, a decent number of people who are out of contract or have options after this year. Uh, Polito, I believe, got Ikinda, Johnny, uh, yeah, Johnny Russell, um, Graham Zusi, Roger Espinoza. I mean, there's there's a number of people who are out of contract, and there's some real questions to be asked of roster construction and what Peter Vermees will do because he'll probably be around for another year. It's a uh, it's a bummer that it feels like we're kind of back where we were at the end of last season again. But yeah, sure feels like that. We'll see. So hopefully that'll give us something to root for as we. Uh, you know, the last 10, excuse me, <clears throat> last 10 games of last year, they really kicked it into gear. So maybe the last eight of this year, they can figure something out and this break will be good for them. We shall see. We'll see. So uh, before we end this episode, I did want to ask real quick, did you get a chance to watch any of the Lionel Messi unveiling? No, I didn't want to. The gold gold cup was on. Um, and Mexico, then I, Panama. Yeah. And that was yeah. fun. But uh, no, I don't get this messy stuff. I'm not fanboying or anything like that. But, you know, I, I don't want to I also don't want to put a damper on anyone's excitement. Yeah, because that's cool. I'm excited that people are excited. Yeah. And that's cool. I don't have to get it. I mean, I get that I'm excited to potentially be able to see him play in person if he comes to Children's Mercy Park next year. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, I turned on the introduction mostly just out of curiosity because I was curious how they're going to do it. Bro, this was their introduction potentially to a whole host of new MLS fans or people who at least want to watch Lionel Messi. This broad broadcast could not have been more of a disaster. Really? It was awful. The audio did not work. You could not hear what was happening. Uh, the mics weren't like feeding into the broadcast for most of it. They finally kind of pseudo fixed it, but you were just hearing the ambient like speaker sound from the stadium. They still weren't feeding it in. Um, you could they played a welcome video for Lionel Messi on the screen in the stadium. They didn't feed that into the broadcast. So we were just watching Messi and people like hold each other, watch a screen, not being able to see or hear what they were watching. They tried to translate uh, what Messi said in Spanish to English, uh, but he was just talking over Messi. The translator was just talking over Messi and the levels were off, so you couldn't hear anything. Overall, it was just a really poor. Um, presentation and a really bad first impression that MLS made for any new fans potentially, which is a bummer because the place was sold out. People spent like $200 to be able to go see a press conference and watch Messi for three minutes. That's wild. That's wild. They spent crazy money for that. Yeah. The funniest thing that I did here is as part of the welcome video, the one time they did show it on, uh, they like cut up to uh, looking at the video board. Greg Berhalter was part of it for some reason, like welcoming Messi to America. And you heard audible boos in the stadium when Greg Berhalter's face came up on oh the screen. Oh my lord! So, and I heard I did see a lot of jokes. People like Messi's probably like, "Who the hell is that?" Right. He's not my coach. He's not my nation's coach. I'm not going to ever interact with him. Like I know. Yeah. Why did Messi he? Berhalter. Why did he? Why is he welcoming me right now? But whatever. I mean, people even broke into the stadium, bef- like broke through security and broke in 
while it was in weather delay because there was a storm too. Like they're not ready for what's about to come. Wow. So sounds fun. It's pretty wild, but uh, at least we know he uh, shops at regular grocery stores like the rest of us do and buys Lucky Charms in ungodly gets, amounts. Gets paid to shop there, man. Probably. That's insane. The man gets paid <laughs> to shop there. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Dude, people get the rich get richer, man. I don't get it. That's how it works. God. So, well, you have anything else? We didn't even get to talk really about the uh, the Gold Cup or MLS All Star Game. I don't even know if you care about MLS All Star Game, no, but very much to say there, man. Yeah, I mean, go All Stars, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> There's no sporting representatives on the team, so it is what it nope. is. Nope, zero. Well, thank you all so much for sticking with us, even though it was a rough week. Here's hoping that this break does us all good and the Sporting KC comes back stronger than ever. Uh, but in the meantime, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, uh, KCSN Soccer. Check out that KCSN app. And uh, yeah, we'll be back to talk about Leagues Cup next week. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Austin was a great environment. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.